Welcome to the Christian Coach Podcast, where our mission is to serve coaches through conversations so they can lead like Jesus. I am Gian Lemmy, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chad Simpson. Hey, Gian. Hey, Chad. Do you remember your last ever college match? Uh, vividly, I remember it. Um, do you remember that on the match point of our uh, doubles match, match point against us, you, you, you hit a softball right on top of the net, and I got hit in the ribs. Do you remember I that? I, I think I, I was able to block out some of these these bad memories, but I do remember that doubles match. I remember the pressure of serving and, and losing my serve and feeling so tight. Um, and, and I remember our opponent, um, one of our, our greatest rivals uh, was Gardner-Webb, and uh, they had a, a stud four-star recruit playing for them named Andrew Veter. And uh, it's been it's been fun to to track his career, and so thankful that you were able to sit down with him uh, on this on this interview. Yeah, it was really great to catch up with him. We we run into each other in the recruiting uh, trips that we take, but it was nice to sit down and have a cool conversation talking about God and um, and what He has done in His life as well as mine. Um, Andrew was um, assistant coach at Florida Tech after college and he was voted the best um, assistant coach in the south region in D2 and so that that's pretty big time um, there's only a few coaches that get that award every year and uh, he did that when he was an assistant coach there then he got a job at UCF then he moved to Arizona and now he's at Air Force and I can't wait for you guys to hear that story Coach Veter, thank you so much for coming to the podcast I really appreciate you taking the time to do it Hey man, thank, thanks for for the invitation. I, I look forward to to chatting and kind of reliving some some uh, old battle stories and and you know continuing the conversation. That's great. Um, the first question we like to ask is, what does it mean to you to be a Christian coach? Man, the big question right off the, right out of the gates. I love it. <laughs> uh, so for me, I, I would say you know the best way to answer that. Um, is you know it, it's for me being a coach is so much more than just technique so much more than forehands backhands hit it here hit it there um so for me being a christian coach it's about obviously preparing our players to be the best possible tennis player but also preparing them for you know journey after tennis uh in, in our case whether it be a, you know a career in the military but also as a christ follower um you know and and as you know as a coach you know we we get players that are going through some really good times and we get players that are going through some really bad times. And uh, as a Christian coach, you know, it's really about trying to help mentor and, and weather their storms and, and realize that especially as a Christian, you know, our, our walks are not always easy <laughs> uh, and there's going to be challenges. And, and uh, my, my goal is to be that coach that will, will push you, push you very hard. Uh, but at the same time, be there to, to help you uh, on the, in those deeper, deeper instances, deeper levels. Um, especially, you know, if, if people are trying to figure out who they are as a Christian or if, if they are a Christian, <laughs> kind of where they are in their walk. So, uh, like I said, for me, it's about being much more than just a, a you know, strategy coach or, or technique coach. It's about trying to, to mentor them into something greater than just tennis. Yeah, that's great. As you mentioned, we had some battles back in, uh, in our college days. You went to Gardner-Webb, um, and then you graduated. Give us a a little background story from Gardner-Webb all the way now to the Air Force. Where, where'd you go? What has happened in your life? 
Yep, good question. So uh, I graduated Garden Web in 2011. Um, my wife and I, she went to Garden Web as well. Uh, we actually got married right before my senior year. So we got married in 2010. Uh, and then once we graduated, uh, I, we moved to the Washington DC area where I spent a year teaching uh, tennis at a club from three years old to 83 years old and everything in between. And I did that for, uh, for 13 long months. <laughs> And then my wife got this opportunity to uh, move us down to Florida. You know, she's a nurse by trade. Um, so we moved to Melbourne, Florida, which is, you know, about an hour uh, on the coast uh, from Orlando. She was working in Orlando and there was a division two school in Melbourne, uh, Florida Institute of Technology. And they happened to have an assistant for men's and women's uh, coaching open. And, you know, Small world, the head coach at Florida Tech uh, knew the head coach I played for at Gardner Webb, Mike Griffith, very well. And uh, I, I guess I didn't screw the interview up too bad and somehow landed that job. Um, so I was there from 2012 to 2014. Um, and then the summer of 2014, uh, I got hired on at the University of Central Florida by total accident. It was, <laughs> I actually tried to help a buddy get the job uh, and then I ended up with the job. So it was just, you know, the big man look, looking out. Um, so I was there for, for two years uh, from 14 to 16 and my head coach decided to step away at that point. So my wife and I, you know, were trying to figure out where our next stop was going to be at that point. We had two kids and uh, he was working, but it, it was tough. It was a, it was a very delicate balance. Um, and then, you know, I, I got hired on at the university of Arizona in Tucson um, and was there for two years and, and we had a you know a tough year and a and a new athletics director and that's not always a good combination, and uh, so you know at, from University of Arizona we we moved out here to Colorado uh, to be closer to my wife's family, um, and you know at the time it was uh, my wife had just gotten a job, and she was thirty three weeks pregnant <laughs> with our third child, and uh, I was going to be a stay at home dad. And, you know, my, our goal was to open a coffee shop and I was going to get out of coaching and I, you know, I was, I was kind of ready to, to put that part of my life away. And, and then my wife went into labor six weeks early and our youngest son spent um, six weeks in three different ICUs. And at that point, you know, just a lot of prayers and a lot of, you know, wondering what's going to happen at that point, my uh, Arizona paychecks were, were, were done. <laughs> and, um, you know, God just opened this door at the Air Force Academy and literally my, uh, Mike Griffith texted me and said, hey, uh, what are your thoughts about the Air Force Academy? I said, well, I'm interested. And, you know, the head coach reached out and, uh, you know, the rest is history. So, you know, literally my first week of work here uh, was or actually my first paycheck here at the Academy uh, perfectly coincided with my last one at Arizona. So it was just, you know, like I said, God opening doors at the right time and uh, it, it couldn't have worked out any better. So this is now starting my third season here at the Air Force Academy and uh, working as the assistant women's tennis coach. And now, now we have a fourth child who <laughs> is just, you know, as you can see by my haircut, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, a lot of that, uh, that hair is going away, but, you know, it's part of the fun of having children. Yeah. I, I interviewed Coach Tolzma, who was a legendary track coach here at Liberty, and he said something that stuck with me. He said, you cannot outwork the blessings of God, you know, regardless of how hard we work. If, if God, you know, doesn't want to bless us in that situation, then it's not going to happen. But then in your well, case, you, you got, 
You got it, it was, big time. It, you're 100% right. And it was so interesting because uh, before I decided to step away, before I decided to kind of take that leap, I was applying and, and talking to coaches and not getting calls back for jobs I, I really thought I was qualified for. And, and uh, it was the day that we signed a lease on a rental home in Colorado. I got, a, I got calls for jobs. I said, man, I, I'm done. Like it's, yeah. it was, you know, I, I really felt like it was just God saying, Hey, tr- trust me, yeah. <laughs> I'll help you, but you just gotta, you know, take that blind leap first. Yeah. What, what did you learn from the first, the previous coaching experiences at UCF, Arizona, Florida tech that now has helped you train, you know, future military women? Um, um, what has that I, been I think some of the, and I've learned so much from my three previous head coaches, but um, I, I think the biggest key has just been flexibility and realizing that you can plan out a practice, you can plan out a, a you know, a trip for, for matches. Something will always go wrong. <laughs> Something is not going to happen the way you want it to happen. Um, so that, that's been one thing is just understanding that things are going to happen. Figure out a way to you know, be, be flexible, be, you know, be willing to work on the fly at times. Um, and then don't sweat the small stuff. You know, if, if so-and-so is 20 minutes late to practice, whereas, you know, my first couple of years as a coach, I would have been freaking out. Well, now my practice plan is messed up. And, you know, I, I think that's been, been uh, a huge takeaway throughout my years is, is, you know, don't sweat the small stuff, be flexible uh, and realize that things will work out. <laughs> things will work out. That's good. That's good. Um, you, you know, doing research on you and playing against oh. you, <laughs> I could, you know, I could see that everywhere you touched, even from college at Gardner Webb, everything you touch turned into gold in some way. You, at Florida Tech, you were voted the D2 South Region Assistant Coach of the Year, which is big time. Um, and then at UCF, you guided girls to NCAA's. Um, at Arizona, you coached one girl to big time national ranking, I believe almost top 20 in the country. And then um, second round in NCAA's. And now at Air Force, you guys have had some tremendous success, you know, ever since you got there. What, but how, how do you define success to you? Like, what is success to you? So, you know, it's, it's a great question. And so many, you know, if, if you had asked me uh, my first year of coaching, I would have said, said success is winning a ring. You know, like, uh, if you're not above 500, it's a failing seat, you know, um, but I, th- I think the true way to define success, in my opinion, is, you know, are you doing the right things to get there? Are you working hard to get there? You know, it's like the age old question, you know, if, if no one's looking, are you still going to do the right thing? Um, so, you know, trying to instill that work ethic and trying to instill, you know, that, you know, trying to make sure you're doing the process the correct way, not taking those shortcuts. Um, and then, you know, I think JJ Watt said, you know, it's uh, hard work is it's like your rent and it's due every day. You know, just you, you, there's no, there's no way or no, uh, what am I trying to say? There's no excuse to not put in that hard work. You know, if, you know, if your goals are really important to you, whether it be as a team or as an individual, you'll, you'll find a way. Um, so, you know, my, I, I think there's so many people that are afraid to try as hard as they can because they're afraid that they're going to fail but at the end of the day, if you can look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, I tried as hard as I could. I gave it everything I had and I came up short. You can hold your head up. 
So I think for me, success is, is, is in putting in that daily work. Um, and then at the end of the day, realizing, okay, I, I gave it everything I had. If, if they, if the chips landed great, even better. <laughs> if they didn't, you can at least hold your head up and know that, you know, you, you gave it everything you had. So yeah. I'd say that's how I would define it. That's great. That's great. Thanks for sharing it. Um, recruiting at the Air Force is Air Force is much different than recruiting at UCF and Arizona. Um, what what are you guys looking as a staff in, in players when you go and watch tournaments? Um, because it has to be a different set of standards. So um, you know, j just like every other school, whether it be um, Liberty, Garden Web, you know, you you pick your school. We're going to try and find the best possible tennis player. You know, just there, there's no question about it. Um, the thing where it gets tricky is, you know, just like just like every other school, we're trying to find that that right fit. Um, <laughs> now, for us, the fit is a little bit different because you know there's the military aspect. Um, there's also the academic standards, uh, and then one kind of overlooked area is, is the medical standard. Um, so you know, we, we cast a wide net, just, just like everybody. Uh, and then we get a lot of no's. We get a lot more no's than we do yeses. So, you know, once we kind of uh, have identified a, a recruit, and just like at most other schools, we start the process of starting to get to know them. You know, tell us about your family. Tell us about your academics. Tell us about your goals. Um, tell us about, you know, where you see yourself in five years. You know, those, those types of questions. Um, and most of the time we can weed them out pretty quickly or, you know, and, and a lot of it is also done on their end where we never hear back, <laughs> you know, we don't get those emails back or those calls back, but um, it is very different. Uh, but at the same time, it's, it's also very easy in that, you know, what we are selling is very different than, than there's only two other schools that are selling very similar things to us. And that's, that's army and Navy. Um, so, you know, for us, it's, it's really about trying to get to know that recruit early and see if, if our core values and the academy's core values line up with theirs. And if they don't, great, we'll move on. They move on, no, no hard feelings. And if they do, okay, great, Let, let's dig deeper. Let's, yeah. let's get to know each other a little better. Uh, let's get the family involved. Uh, and then pre-COVID, let's bring them out for a visit. <laughs> Obviously not the case right now, but, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You mentioned a little bit about core values. Um, what are some of the core values that you guys on the tennis team have? Because obviously core values in the military is a very uh, big net there that you throw. But Yes. So at the academy, the core values are integrity first, service before self, and, uh, and excellence in all we do. Um, and we kind of we, we take those, those same uh, values and try and apply them to the tennis court. Uh, integrity integral part <laughs> you know it's it's okay that ball was in you know <laughs> yeah. we're, we're going to play by the rules we're going to respect our opponents um and then uh i really think that what we we preach is excellence in all we do and and the and the one side of it that we like to to kind of look at is you know if you and i are teammates uh and and i am not doing my my fair share i expect you to 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 call me out and bring me up uh and it's that that's a really important part, you know, the accountability aspect on any team, whether it's a military academy, whether it's a civilian institution, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, so that accountability is huge. Uh, so, you know, we, we really preach the integrity, excellence in all we do, and, and then the accountability trust, uh, because if there's no trust, <laughs> yeah. it's not going to happen. It's not going to work. If there's no accountability, you know, they're, they're just going to breed contempt. So 
so those are some of the core values of our team. That's good. How, how do you as a coach gain trust from your players on a regular basis? What kind of things do you do in order to develop a deeper relationship with them? So, uh, you know, I think everyone has their, their different ways. Um, so one of the ways like in the recruiting process, obviously talking to them a lot, um, and, and trying to have some of those, those more, I guess, meaningful conversations, not, Hey, what are you watching on Netflix today? But more of like, you know, Hey, tell me about a time that, that you failed or tell me a time when, when you really succeeded or, you know, I, I also like to open up about my life and who I am and my family, uh, because it goes both ways. You know, I, I don't want, I wouldn't expect you to be a hundred percent open with me and then me be a closed book. It's just, it it doesn't work that way. Um, And then, you know, it's just going to sound so stupid, but it's uh, once we have freshmen on the team, I send them weird, funny memes, Yeah. you know, (laughs) just, just so we can laugh about it. And then, you know, cause I know if I send it to you and then I practice, Oh, that was so funny. That blah, blah. And then it's just, it's an easy transition. Yeah. Uh, And it's a very, you know, low non-threatening way to kind of get a conversation started um and then after that you know one way that we like to really gain trust is just doing individuals and sometimes an individual might only be hitting 10 minutes of a 30 minute individual and it's hey tell me what's going on how are you doing how's your family you know are are you getting enough rest are you are you eating well um so so those are some of the ways that's great yeah thanks i'm taking a lot of notes so i'm asking um Coaching is so tough, and you talked a little bit about your family as well. It th- coaching takes you so far from your family for so many days during the season and during the off-season recruiting and everything. Mm-hmm. How do you find a little bit of a balance in that? Um, well, as you know, you're, you're a coach, married, kids. I, I think it all starts with, with the wife. Yeah. You know, my wife is just a total rock star. Um, and the chances of her hearing this are, are zero. So it's slim to none. So I feel very confident about saying this, that w- without a supportive wife, it, it wouldn't work. Um, and that was actually what my, my head coach, Coach Gidley, when we were going through the interview process, she goes, okay, well, how long have you been married? I said, wow, that's a weird question. Yeah. I said, well, you know, at the time we'd been married, I think eight years. And yeah. she goes, and how long have you been coaching since you've been married? I said, well, all, all of them. She's like, okay, that, that's good to know. Yeah. And now I realize it's, you know, she was wanting to see kind of my support system. Yeah. Um, and so my, my support system is huge. Um, and, and having, having a very understanding wife is, is, is it's everything. Amen. Um, and, and I think the biggest thing that could have, the best thing that could have happened for our relationship was that 13 months of me coaching at a club where I really didn't enjoy what I did. And then once I started coaching in college, my wife saw that the change and how excited I was for work. And yes, there's early mornings and late nights, um, but, it, but it, it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say the, the, the one thing I've struggled with and I continue to struggle with is trying not to bring work home. And kind of when I get home, I, I put it away. Uh, you know, I try not to talk team stuff if I can help it. Um, of course, there's always the recruiting calls that happen and, and my wife is interested and wants to know how that's going, but, but uh, it's, it's really, it stems from her and, and me trying to learn, Hey, my wife's got four kids at home. We, you know, the last thing she needs to hear is, is my, my stuff about what I'm complaining <laughs> about or how hard my job might've been that day 
when I realize I've got it pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, thanks. Um, we, we like to finish up these conversations asking you, how can we be praying for you coming up in these months or years? So I think for, for all of us coaches, it's, it's praying for balance, um, praying for, for, you know, an understanding that uh, what we're going through with COVID and, and how tumultuous it is with programs getting cut and you're allowed to travel. No, you're not allowed to travel. Uh, praying for understanding um, that the higher ups are doing, doing the best they can. Um, and sometimes we get very stuck in our own little bubble of, of what we need as a program or what we are going to do as a program. Yeah. Um, that at the end of the day, I think, you know, praying for gratitude is huge because there's been so many programs that have been cut um, due to COVID and, and so many great coaches are, are trying to find jobs or have lost jobs. Um, so sort of that gratitude and, and appreciation. Um, and then, you know, I don't think this hairline is going to help with any prayers, but uh, you know, I, I think uh, for us with, with kids praying for our families, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, the, the, the more people praying for our families, the better. Yeah. So, so I appreciate that question. Yeah. Well, let me pray for you and then we'll be done. Sounds great, man. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for the opportunity to talk to Coach Veter and reminisce on our old days in college. Um, thank you so much for his leadership everywhere he's been and now at the Air Force, training people that will serve in our, in our military here in the future. Lord, I pray that you'll give us all balance and wisdom in handling family situation and work and the uncertainties of this world right now. Lord, uh, thank you that we still have jobs that we love. That, can, that, that way we can provide for families and still make an impact in the, in the lives of uh, young people. And uh, Lord, just be with our families. Um, be with our kids. May they grow to know you and love you and give their lives to you as well. Lord, and pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. I just love that interview. Uh, Andrew is such a good guy. Uh, I've really enjoyed keeping up with him since we, we competed back uh back in the day with the liberty gardner web battles but uh he's just living a, a an adventure of a life um i loved his what he had to say about his wife supporting him and how she saw his passion um, when he got the his first college coaching job and how he just loves that and uh just hearing hearing his fun perspective fun personality i, I really enjoyed hearing you and him just dialogue through this interview yeah, it was a fun experience to talk to a former peer, you know, and what I really liked was his definition of success and has had a quote of, if no one is looking, are you still doing the right thing? And that brings me back to a different quote that I've heard a few years ago that says, character and pictures are just the same. They both developed in the dark. And so when he was talking about that, that quote came to my mind and you can tell that he's also worked very hard on his character so that he can pour into now the lives of future military service women. For sure. And there's never, never a wrong time to do the right thing. That's true. What else stood out from that interview for you, Gian? Well, the story of how God shut doors um, right after he left Arizona and how it was just incredible. The day that they bought a house in Colorado, he gets a phone call from the Air Force Academy offering him a job. And a few days later, he has this job and how his last paycheck from Arizona coincided with his first paycheck at Air Force and how God always provides. You know, if you seek him, 
puts him puts him first, makes him a priority. God will always get you through the tough times. For sure. And uh, just with interviewing all these Christian coaches, um, it's been really special for, for me to hear how God is at work, how God is guiding these coaches to put them right where God wants them. And, and for all of our listeners out there, God has you right where you need to be. And the mission field is right around you.